0: You are listening to the Remote Local Podcast. Learn the best tips to build a local business you can run from anywhere in the world and get the financial and location freedom you desire. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, Neil here with the Remote Local Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Today is going to be a very tactical episode. I'm actually going to be talking about hiring funnels and how to actually set up your hiring funnel for your local business. Uh, this is the exact funnel we use made this. what we teach to all of our franchisees, everything. Um, if you're driving right now, this is going to be an episode where maybe you want to take notes, so try not to take notes while you're, while you're driving, but just re-listen to it at some point. I'm going to spread this across a couple different episodes, so they're short, punchy, actionable, Uh, And you could have a lot of takeaways from it. So this is the hiring funnel and the ultimate hiring flywheel, as I call it. So a couple of things I want to go over first. Um, One, I want to talk a little bit about the mindset as it relates to hiring and your recruiting funnel. So any business, any local business has two funnels you're running. One is a customer funnel, like the types of marketing you do to actually get customers and leads in. The other funnel you're running at the same time is the hiring funnel, which is the recruiting funnel to get let's say, labor in, in our case, cleaners in. That's the whole business. You get two funnels, and you make sure those funnels are optimized. You put applicants and customers at the top of it and leads, and it pushes down to a closed customer or an onboarded cleaner. That's basically it. That's how business works. Um, What people don't understand is that the recruiting funnel is way more important than the customer funnel. Uh, people think, hey, the customers is the one giving me money. I'm going to focus on that a lot more. It took me a very long time to figure out like, hey, this is not the right way to do it. The amount of money you're spending on your customer funnel, you better be spending an equal amount on your recruiting funnel if you're in the local service market with labor. It's just so important. Your biggest bottleneck generally is not going to be how many customers can I, I get. At the beginning, it might be that as you kind of build up a reputation. But remember, like if you have a local service company, your competition doesn't really know what they're, what they're doing. You're going to be able to leapfrog them with digital marketing over time, right? So if you have enough customer leads, how do you service them if you don't have cleaners? So moral of the story is invest a lot in that cleaner recruiting funnel. I'm going to teach you exactly how to do that right now. Um, I say cleaners, it could be any any company, really, any type of company which needs a lot of labor. Here's a stat which kind of blew me away. Um, I actually ran a calculation to figure out how much money it costs us anytime we lose a cleaner. And we came up to the number, a very big number. We lose about $4,000 every single time a cleaner goes away, which we can't get back. And what I mean by that, it's not like, oh, that person was producing X amount of money. I could replace that, that person. And all of a sudden, I'm going to get that $4,000 back. No, I mean, we lose $4,000 every single time. Um, here's why. That cleaner is producing um, stable income or revenue for us, let's say a couple jobs a day. Um, it's going to take us at least a couple weeks to find a replacement for that. When that replacement comes on board, there's a kind of an onboarding phase where they're not at full capacity. Um, in addition to that, we're probably losing some customers who are really attached to that initial cleaner. So all in it's $4,000 minimum, not even keeping account recruiting cost personnel for like my recruiter to try to find someone new. It's a lot. Um, so if you think about it that way, wow, if you're losing $4,000 every time you lose a worker, let's just make sure the company culture is great. You're treating them well, right? Because it's going to cost you a lot more money if you actually lose this worker. Another thing I want you to do is change your mindset around this. So I'm going to do a little bit more math. Um, an A-rated cleaner for us produces roughly forty dollars to $60,000 in revenue per year. There is no customer giving us that amount of money, 40 dollars to $60,000 in the year. Maybe one max, but I'm saying every A-rated cleaner, if we keep them booked up, is producing that amount. Money for us, so that goes to show. Hey, change your mindset. The cleaner and the labor funnel is actually way more important uh, than just the customer funnel. Uh, another thing you should be thinking about is ABC. Always be recruiting, recruiting. Force that acronym, but uh, you know it's, it's okay. It's just it's just some way for you to actually remember it. ABC meaning if you're out of capacity on any given day, that day's potential revenue is gone. You're never going to get it back, right? If you're fully booked up someone calls and says, hey, I want to give you $500 for a cleaning or whatever job it is for your local service company and you can't fulfill it, you're out, right? There's no way you can grow that day. Um, So even if you have labor, even if you're like, hey, I have way too much capacity right now for the leads which are coming in, it's okay. Keep the funnel going. The reason is you're going to be losing a worker, right? That's just the way this works with blue collar labor. You will lose workers. When that happens, you're going to lose them overnight. If your ramp up period is, let's say, two weeks, and then, you know, you need to bring on someone new. It's going to take a while for them to get fully onboarded. It takes a long time to find someone and get them up to speed. So if you always have enough labor and like people in the funnel who are ready to go, you don't need to restart the engine when you inevitably will lose that person every night. So that, that's a very big reason. Uh, another reason, another, if if you need more convincing, um, we've been in a situation where we've been almost held hostage by bad workers, right? Let's say a couple good crews have to call out. um, Something happens. Maybe there's COVID. Maybe uh, they just found another another job or something different and they don't want to work with us anymore. All of a sudden, I have these customers who I've promised that we're going to get their work done for them and we need to deliver on that. So what do we do? We go to our bench. We go to our bee cleaners and say, hey, can you fulfill this job? The problem is these bee cleaners who are notoriously unreliable uh, maybe have attitude issues. Now I'm relying on them to go do the job because I don't want to disappoint the customer. Um, and that trickles down, right? Uh, if you have a bad worker, you might have a bad customer experience. You're going to have a higher churn. There's more marketing expense to replace that customer. It trickles down terribly. In addition, um, if you are relying on these bad workers, it's going to make your office team's life suck because now they're going to be like, okay, we have to deal with this worker who maybe has a bad attitude, is unreliable. It's going to make us stressed out. So if you don't have to deal with these type of workers, number one, the performance of your team is going to go up drastically on the office staff because they could also devote their spare time to like not just putting out fires, they could actually grow the company and keep things moving forward. So all of this makes it so obvious that, hey, you got to invest a lot in your recruiting funnel, keep it full at all times. Um, make sure you have an amazing bench, meaning backup cleaners ready to go. The analogy I always use is if you had LeBron James coming off your bench, how many games you're going to win? You're going to win every single game because you have LeBron coming off your bench. So why don't you just stack it so that way you're going to win every single game of business. Just keep recruiting, get the best people on the bench, keep them ready, keep them ready to go. And that way, when someone does call out, you have a great backup cleaner ready for you. So that's, that's one thing to think about. Um, next part I'm going to go into here is actually how to take the first step here. Now, you know, you need to be recruiting always. You got to write that job ad. Um, So I'm going to get into the tactical part of actually how to write the job ad here. Um, The core concept here is that you want um, your applicant to be attracted to your company culture, not just money, right? So if you want to fill up your applicant pool and have enough bench labor, people need to really, really want to work with you. If you're just offering more money than the next person, that's not good enough reason. They're not going to stick around and not going to jump, jump to actually say, oh, hey, there's an opening at this person's company. I'm going to go there now. Um, So make sure they're attracted to your culture, not just the money, because you don't want those types of people. How do you get them attracted to your culture? Make a pretty badass job ad. Step one of that is create a compelling headline for your job ad. You want to grab the reader immediately and stand out. Be fun, playful, funny, anything just to stand out amongst the sea of applicants which are out there. And get this, in LA alone, I think there's close to 200,000 job openings. Most of them say something like, made cleaner, wa- wanted, start immediately, which is super boring, right? And most cities do this because most of those companies in those cities don't really know what they're doing a job, ad copy. So here's what you're going to do. You write a compelling headline and you're going to make it something like, not another crappy $10 an hour job, rockstar maids, cleaners needed. Now compare that to something like, made cleaner, needed, start immediately, okay, compensation, right? It's just one's gonna grab them, the other one's not. So the reason you have that headline is to actually get them to click on the job ad. So let's say you're in Indeed, you see a job ad which says, Rockstar Cleaner, not another crappy job. You're like, oh, cool, let me go and click that. They're gonna click into the ad. Next, you have you know, a few lines to actually convince them that they should be continuing to read this uh, job posting. So what you need to do is um, write a hook, right? So the top of the job ad is gonna be a hook to appeal to the emotions of the person. Uh, for example, you could write something like, wouldn't it be amazing to work with a team that appreciates you? What if that job gave you freedom to reach your personal dreams? Do you want more stability in life? Whatever your target audience you think they actually want and desire, is it stability? Is it income? Is a flexibility? Is it the chance to spend more time with their kids? Because most of the people who are applying for a job have a lot of kids. Think about that, right? And you want them to click the job ad, open it, read that first Seg- section and say, oh my God, this, this is describing me. One thing I want to know about the hook here, I didn't say anything about the company in the hook. That's a big mistake a lot of companies make is that they talk about, we are looking for blank. We are looking for blank. One easy tactic for any copywriting, and especially for job ad copywriting, is to remove any time you say we, replace it with you. For example, we value reliability. Change that now that's going to be this is for you if you're a reliable person get it for example uh we are looking for change that to you are likely a blank you're speaking directly to the applicant to grab them right that's that's the point of what you're doing here so in the hook and the rest of the in rest of the job ad you're speaking to the candidate okay no more we phrases only you phrases after that first hook you're going to go into what I call the body, which is the why, how, and what. First section is going to describe why, why apply to the job, create a vision for the role. What's the long-term plan? What's the person responsible for? How much stable income can they generate? Get them super excited about the potential within the company. After that, you're going to go into the next phase to write about, which is how, how is that job going to look? This is where you get into a little bit more of the meat of the role. Like what's the structure look like? What are expectations? How many jobs do you expect them to, to hit every single week? Lastly, you're going to talk about the what. Uh, The funny part is, this is the least important part of the job ad, but like, what is the actual job? This is where we're going to describe the compensation, benefits, things like that. You could have a short list of requirements, like if they need a car, things like that. This is at the very end. Most people make a mistake by putting that at the very top, try to filter people. You need to get the most people in your funnel to begin with, and you can filter them later, right? And that's what you do through this job ad. Two more points here number one is having a clear call to action let's say you have this incredible job ad someone really likes the subject line clicks it they see the hook at the top they see uh, the body which which speaks to them they need to know what to do now in the job ad if you say you could either call us you could um, text us you could email us you could fill out this form on indeed it confuses them right think about it this way most of these people are applying like while on the toilet they want like one single action to do, and it needs to be very, very clear. So you need to have only one call to action. If you want them to text you, do that and write only that and write it multiple times, at least three times in the job ad. If you want them to apply on Indeed, say that specifically in there and write it multiple times in the job ad. Again, only one CTA is the goal here. Lastly, uh, don't oversell the position right? Like if you pitch an amazing work culture for the job, it it better be that way. or you are going to have a ton of churn. And we just talked about what it's going to cost you if you lose a worker. For us, it costs us $4,000. So it's just not worth pitching something um, and overpromising something which isn't there. So keep that in mind as you write this job ad. Uh, That's basically it. We're going to go into multiple other parts of the job funnel and the hiring process, but hopefully this will be able to get you started on the job ad and be able to create a pretty awesome ad to attract uh, some local talent for you. All right, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Remote Local Podcast. Thanks again for listening, guys. There are two ways I could help you out. Number one is with Made This Franchise. If you want to get into business but don't want to go at it alone, we have you covered with everything from A to Z. Check out madethisfranchise.com to start your own remote local business. The next is with the Remote Local Blueprint, which is a course I launched to teach you the foundations of starting your own remote local business in any niche. It's do-it-yourself at your own pace, and you can check that out at blueprint.bremotelocal.com.